Hey, this is Maggie Carr from Maggie vs. Evil Dead. You can look it up on YouTube. And God have mercy on your soul because you're about to listen to Sean on Horribly Awkward Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Sissy Jones from Firewatch. I'm Delilah. I hate to tell you guys, but the rumors are not true. Sean is not horribly awkward. You've all been terribly misled. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel on The Walking Dead. And soon as Psycho Head, Rob Zombie's new movie, soon to be released, 31. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. Keep tuning in. Follow me. Hey, this is Dragonfly from Pure Gasmic Love. And you are listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. It's time to get awkward. Everybody, welcome to the Horribly Awkward Podcast, episode 123. That's one, two, three. Today, my guest is Ray Gray. She is an awesome actress. She's been in Fear of the Walking Dead. That is Fear of the Walking Dead with zombies. She has been a zombie in this podcast. Ray, what's up? I mean, you look very well today. I see you're not a zombie anymore. Thank you. I no longer am a zombie. I've somehow reversed the infection, and I'm now back alive, a normal human woman. Yeah, I was very afraid. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I hope she's not an actual zombie, because Ray, she, she's going to have a career. I know she is. Yeah, I mean, that would have been just a tragedy. On this episode, yeah, we talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. She was in the pilot for CO with Jane Levy. Uh, that was really awesome on the Amazon through Amazon, on Amazon. Either way, it was Amazon. We're also talking about Amazon Monsters, and uh, we talk about that in the Oscar nominations today. Uh, Ray Gray was in every single no- uh, movie. She was in every single Oscar nom. And multiple characters in all of them. Multiple characters. Uh, so you can see how she actually plays Daniel Day-Lewis in The Phantom Thread. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, you think it's him, but it's actually me. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty good, and she does a lot. She was the main, all the main characters in Boardwalk Empire. She has been four main characters in Shameless. She's also been, um, she did a, a movie called The Robbery. She's the only character in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very play cool. myself in that one. Very cool. Um, also, yeah, and also I just want to let everybody know that they are planning to make a, Doritos wants to make a softer chip for women, and I don't know how Ray feels about this. <laughs> I don't understand why softness appeals to women. I've always thought we would have preferred hardness um, <laughs> if you look at the biology of things. So I don't think we need to be making different things for different genders. <laughs> I like the Dorito just fine. I lost, I lost my character. Oh, well, you guys, yeah, this, this is good times with Ray Gray. Everybody stick around and we're going to have fun just like we did. Hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. Horribly awkward. I can't even control myself. It's so horribly awkward. This is so awkward. This is so awkward. This is horribly awkward. This is so awkward. Horribly 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 awkward. Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't do that. It's awkward. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode... Wait, am I recording? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode 123 of Horribly Awkward Podcast. I am Sean. As always, you should know that. If you don't know that, again, hi, I'm Sean. You're probably here because Ray's on the podcast and and you're mm. probably checking, checking it out because of that. So, hey, I'm Sean. Nice to meet you. 
formally. Uh, today on the podcast, like I just said, uh, from Fear of the Walking Dead Season 3, she was Gretchen Trimble. Uh, from the Amazon pilot show, that uh, Sea Oak with Glenn Close, and is it Jane Levy or Levy? Levy. Levy. That's another yeah. one. See, that's another one. I like. I read so many times, but it, okay. Answer hard. Jane Levy. Um, and she, um, there's an upcoming film called Slice that I've seen this little video, which looks amazing from this uh, little art video thing I saw. That was that was freaking crazy. Uh, she's in a short film called The Robbery, which was fantastic. I got to talk about that. She's been in a lot of other great things. Adventure Time, Grace and Frankie, Shameless. I need to watch Shameless. I know, guys. Boardwalk Empire. And she's a big Chicago Cubs fan. Everybody, welcome Ray Gray. Hey. hey. Thanks <laughs> like, for having me. That like, was quite the intro. I think like, you hey. summed up my whole life in a minute. It's like, hey. Hey, big intro. Hey, Sean, what's up? All right, we're going to take this to a lower note. We're going to be really relaxed. Hey, Ray, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you doing, Sean? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at your list, and I'm like, ah, oh, Shameless. It's one of those shows that everyone says, watch Shameless, and I'm like, I know I need to, but there's so many seasons, I'm going to get addicted. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what everybody does to pass time now. They binge-watch shows. Shameless <laughs> Many seasons, you should do it. I know, it's, it's so many though, I'll just get carried away. But I saw you played the drunk board girl, so how is that? You're like, oh, I'm so drunk and bored. I don't know, for some reason I'm like really, I play a lot of drunks and people that are on drugs. It's just <laughs> somehow I got stuck in that pretty early on, which is fun. Uh, yeah, I'm drunk, we're at a party that um, Carl is throwing. Carl's the younger boy, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. not so young anymore. Um uh, and yeah, so I just, I show up, I say some inappropriate things, uh, like a drunk bored girl does. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to give it away. There's a, is there a really good line in there? Um, maybe the line contains the word Carl Alingus, and I will leave the rest up to your imagination. Okay. Do you, what's the, do you know the season in the episode? I will watch this episode. Oh, that's a great question. I I'll feel f- like season four, maybe. Well, I'll find uh-huh. I'll find that out. We'll, we'll look it up. I'll I'll watch your episode, but I'll, yeah, it'll be all out of context. Fifteen, I should remember, but I don't. Yeah, I watched. So you posted the the you posted something on Twitter um, when when C Oak came out. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll check it. I'm a I'm a fan of Ray Gray. Let's check this out. Uh-huh. And I have to say, this is my honest opinion. Uh huh. That that is like the the show that I, I've never wanted more than anything for it to get like to become something because I was like this is fucking amazing. Wow, thank you. I went into a blind, so I didn't know the turn of it. I was like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. Oh, like, good. I, I like the 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 character. I like you and Jane. You guys really, really the chemistry <laughs> between you is like perfect. And then it just like it flips itself on its ass in the in the middle, and you're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Totally. I know. It's crazy. I, I like when people go into a blind. I had actually read this. It's based on a short story. George Saunders wrote it, who's a brilliant writer. Um, and it's based on a short story. So I did know that twist. Um, but it's just, it's so funny and so sad at the same time. And it's just like, Glenn does it amazingly. Yes. Yeah. And, and she just knocks it out of the park. So 
Yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, I I hope something happens with it. It didn't get picked up by Amazon, but um, but we hope it gets picked up somewhere else. And that's crazy, though. That's like, that show was like a that show to me was like a five star show right there. Like I was like, Thanks. this is per- this is pitch. It reminded me kind of like Evil, uh, like the you know Ash versus Evil Dead kind of thing. Like it yeah, was totally. Like, yeah. There's a lot of different components. It's a little supernatural. It's very funny. It's very dark. That's George does a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's a very specific show. It's unusual. There's nothing else like it on the air. And I think it's difficult to, for a lot of like studio heads to really wrap their heads on how to package it, you know, Mm. um, because it's unique. Uh, which I think is one of its great strengths. But um, but yeah, so also, you know, Amazon is trying to find their voice right now and trying to compete with Hulu and Netflix, and, and they're doing some great cool stuff, but it just didn't didn't fit into where they want to go next. So that's just how the enter- entertainment industry works. Damn you, know? you, Amazon. I don't even see how – like Netflix needs to pick it up or something like that. It would be a great Netflix show. Yeah, I mean, well, it would be awesome. I just hope, you know, it was a great group of people, one of the best groups I've ever worked with. So I hope we get to keep it going somehow. I've suggested making it a movie. Yeah. I think that would be fun. Uh, Anything to work with those people and keep telling that insane story would be just a dream. But we'll see. I know, but I mean, with you and with Jane's name behind it and Glenn, it's already like, like that's sold. Like people will watch yeah, and that. Jack Quaid too. He's yeah, Jack. Like, Jack's the other dude, right? Well, well wait. Yeah. It was like you and Jane's character. You got, you got, were you sisters? I can't remember. We were cousins. Cousins. Not sure if that was really clear in the pilot, but um, yeah, we were cousins, and then uh, our aunt was is Glenn, and then Jack is Jane's brother. So they're siblings, and then I'm their cousin, and then the four of us live together in this crazy, like, subsidized housing. Yeah, so the gunshots. Oh, shit, get down! Yeah, gunshots. Gunshots. Everything, all this crazy stuff going on. So, yeah, I mean, it seemed great, and, and when we were filming it, everybody was like, yeah, we'll, we'll see in the spring where this is definitely going. We're going to shoot this. And so I was very optimistic about it, and I still think something could happen with it. It's just – that's just how it goes. A lot of things – don't get picked up somewhere and get picked up somewhere else. So I just look forward to seeing what's going to happen with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I'm serious though. I've, ne- I've never watched someone go, oh my God, there's only one episode of this. Please, please make this happen. Please. Thank you. Thank you. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I know. No. I mean, it's got to be cool to film something like that and then you actually see it and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Right? Well, it's so cool to see it. I mean, m- most pilots, people don't get to see, you know, they don't get aired on mm. an works in cable uh so that was the really cool thing about this is that everybody got to see it even though it wasn't picked up so that is the cool thing about amazon's pilot season mm-hmm. um and yeah george saunders who's the writer he's yeah i mean everybody should read his stuff because he's brilliant and completely original and funny and heartbreaking he wrote lincoln and the bardo which is was one of the best novels of the year and and like getting to work with him was such a dream of mine because i'm such an english geek mm-hmm. so that was like that was another really cool thing was working with uh, you know like a short story and writer and a novelist so yeah i mean fingers crossed you know i hope so, hope yeah, so. I, hope, I hope so too thanks for being a fan of it and watching it and checking it out yeah definitely definitely yeah i'm glad you po- you had posted it i mean jane I, i've been a fan of jane for a while because you know ever mm-hmm. since she was in evil dead yeah evil dead remake i was like she's she's been in so many like random things uh they're like oh yeah. jane's in this um like what there was another one that was on uh, something on netflix it was like end of the world or 
Oh, yeah, what's it called? Cool stuff. I forget what it's called, but she got hit in the face like a star, uh, ninja star or something. <laughs> that sounds right. I think I've seen a picture of that. There's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, Jane's working all the time, and it's always cool stuff. Like, she's going to be in Castle Rock, the new Hulu series, which I'm so excited about because I'm a big Stephen King fan. Oh, they're making a, ser- a series of Castle Rock. Yeah, it's just a, a bunch of um, original characters, I think. But Castle Rock is a town that Stephen King writes about all the time. Um, so, yeah, she's going to be in that. She does so much, and it's all really cool stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you've done a lot of other things. Uh, I, um, I do until you don't. I haven't seen that. But mm-hmm. uh, did you get – so I don't know your part in that. Did you get to work with Ed Helms? Yes, I did. I got to work a, a few days with Ed because uh, it's kind of a, a complicated – to explain my character, but his Ed Helms, what Lake Bell, who wrote and directed the film and stars in it, she's looking for to make some fast cash, and me um, and the other girl who had, shares all the scenes with me, Shantae Pink is her name. Uh, we work at a spa that gives happy endings, and so Lake Bell comes up to us desperate for money. She wants to get a job, and then we, but her husband, who's Ed Helms, doesn't know about it. So, but we run into them. Um, and yeah, it it was pretty cool. A lot of that, a lot of the scenes were deleted. Um, it was definitely a lot of stuff was cut out. But yeah, I got to work with Ed for like five days or something, which was really cool. Yeah, um, he seems I was like watching, a cool dude. He's he's so nice and he's so curious. And he was like, "Oh, you're from Chicago." And there was a scene where we played basketball together, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you, you know, you're good at basketball." Like. Did you play when you were a kid? And he was just a really good dude and obviously hilarious. I'm just embarrassingly watching The Office for the first time right now. I, like, I, I, I haven't really watched it. Yeah, I I mean, it's, I've always like seen episodes and stuff, but I'm watching it for the first time through. And he's just fantastic in it. And I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't watch it before I worked with him because I would have flipped out. <laughs> so it's like a retrospective starstruck. But I mean, yeah. But the hangover. I mean, it's like... When oh, they, I know. When they hang, yeah. When it came I, out, like, there's three guys I have. No, uh, me, personally, I didn't know Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, mm-hmm. are Ed Helms. And you're like, who are these three guys? And why is this movie, like, the best comedy Amazing. ever? Yeah. I know. Sometimes those – and the same thing with The Office. They cast all unfamiliar faces that were just these brilliant comedy minds and just sort of catapulted them into stardom. And, yeah, The Hangover is incredible. And, like, Bradley Cooper goes on to – get nominated for oscars like it's it's insane i mean it's insane but yeah i love that movie and so working with ed was like it was cool that whole cast was stacked i mean like paul reiser was in it and amber heard and mary steenburgen and like it was pretty cool it was an incredible comedy cast to be a part of yeah i I need to check that one out i just haven't yet i always forget about it and then I, I then I was. If you want, you know, if you're like depressed or don't want to think <laughs> about anything dark, it's like an easy breezy romantic comedy with a happy ending. You know, it's like it's good for the, and that's good. Right now, we need stuff like that. We need some escapism and and all that. So yeah, uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out on a dark day. Uh, yeah, I mean everything. I mean, it seems like a most of the content out today, and I like it. A lot of most of it's like dark stuff like most of the content out today is dark and drama and horror which i love all that but every once in a while you just need to brighten your day up with some, yeah. something easy easy to watch and, and just you need to escape yeah exactly at all i know it's that's why we love superhero movies you know just escapism so important for dark times <laughs> yeah well, unless you get like the dc movies are still dark 
Oh, that's true. I haven't seen those. <laughs> None of, of them? Uh, no. I, well, I saw Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, cool. So, yes, I saw one of them, which what, was what, great. Wonder yeah. Woman was great. Wonder Still Woman's dark. Great. And so detached from the rest of them, right? You didn't really didn't need to watch anything else to, to enjoy Wonder Woman. No, that's its own. It kind of stands on its own. But, yeah, I just haven't checked it out yet. I don't know if I can get over Christian Bale as Batman. Like, that whole... Batman franchise. I don't know if I can get over. You Christian. haven't even seen. Wait, you, but you've seen Dark Knight, right? Yeah, no, that's oh, what okay. I'm saying. Okay. I don't think. I don't think I could. That's that's in my top ten favorite movies. Like, oh really? Nice. Heath's performance in that is like one of my top five. Like, I think it's all. But all three. Well, the first two are are really incredible. So I don't feel like I want to go watch the new ones, you know. Although I felt that way about Spider-Man and I love the new Spider-Man. So Spider-Man maybe Homecoming was great. It was so good. Yeah, so maybe I should take a risk. I say uh Spider-Man Homecoming might Oh, it's hard to say this when I just seen it this year, but it might be what it's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. I really had just a fantastic oh, time yeah. watching it. Me too. And it's the first Spider-Man that's like, "Oh, I believe this kid's actually in high school." Mm, and Yeah. Not just from an age and look standpoint, but just like what a high school kid would do with that power and how they would use it and, yeah. and what he'd be like. And I liked Tony Stark, like the whole father figure thing. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was great. I yeah, loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah, really good. Yeah, he was uh, – because uh, Tom – Yeah, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, Holland. He plays like – he's like – yeah, he's smart ass and he's like curious about things like a high schooler would. He's like, oh, I'm shooting webs out of my fucking arm. Right. Like, too bad he can't say that. If he did, it would be way more interesting. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's – yeah, he's like an awkward high schooler. Yeah, it was it was, it was was fun. I had so much fun. And like I, I usually don't even like the Thor movies. Like I, the first two Thor movies, yeah. I honestly say I didn't like, but but the last one, um, Ragnarok was 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 a blast. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's good. I'm it's busy fun. catching up on my Oscar noms, but I have to see it. It's on <laughs> oh my yeah, list. your Oscar nomination. I saw your post a couple of days ago. You seen them? Have you seen every Best Picture nom? Yeah, I have seen. It's the first year I think I've ever seen. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I don't know why. Say. I think it's a. I think it's a great year for film. Oh, I mean, obviously best. it's subjective, but. It's so funny. Everybody gets so heated about their opinions. Like, how could you like this? Like, how could? How do you not like I Tanya? And and how do you? What? How do you love Shape of Water? And it's crazy. And I'm like, guys, it's so subjective. It's like, we've we've all got to calm down a little bit and Wait, remember. You didn't like I Tanya? Well, no. I think. I mean, come on, I come on. Any in it? Um, no. I think it's good. I also don't remember the whole incident because I wasn't, I don't know, I was like two years old or something when it happened. Yeah, yeah. So I think the fact that I don't remember the incident doesn't help. I think people that do remember it are way more into the movie. And I think it's well done. Like, I, I don't think it's bad. It's just not my, I mean, for me, great movies, they make you laugh and they move you and mm. they totally transport you. Um... And it just didn't do that for me. But that's not to say that it's not a great movie or that, you know. Well, I guess I, Tanya didn't even technically get nominated for Best yeah. Picture. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought they really tried. They really made a joke out of, well, domestic yeah, violence. It was, it was like so brutal. About, right, I know. And I felt like, well, are we supposed to be laughing at this? I wasn't really sure. Like, <laughs> is this a comedy or is this a drama? It. Yeah, and not, I like a little bit of both, but I don't want to be laughing at 
people that are, you know, involved in domestic abuse. So, yeah, yeah it was just, it was one of the more difficult ones for me, but it was a great year for movies. Yeah, I I, I liked I Tonya. I thought it was pretty good, but uh, what I didn't like about it was the fourth wall breaking. Like, to me, that kind of yeah. threw, threw me off every time they did it. Like, come on, just stick with the movie, stick with the plan of the movie. I mean, that's probably why it didn't win best. Can you imagine best picture to a movie has like fourth wall breaking? I don't think they would do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. It's just like just show us, don't tell us. Like yeah. just show us it's a movie. We don't need the interviews. When was the incident? Like ninety four or five. Yeah, I think it was 94. 94. So I was 14. So the whole okay. time until I saw this movie, I thought she always yeah. beat the shit out of Nancy Kerrigan. Like I had totally. no idea until I saw the movie. It's like, oh, I was way wrong all these years. <laughs> right. And who knows if the movie's right? Like, oh, because yeah. you're saying uh, we are unreliable narrators. So it's, yeah, it's just a tricky, it's just hard story to, you know, make a movie about. It's really tough. The, the movie was written by Tanya herself. <laughs> she, just, she painted a beautiful picture for the audience. <laughs> that would be funny if you paid somebody else to write the movie. Okay, so I'm looking. Best picture nominations, because you got me mm-hmm. beat this year, because I've watched a lot of movies this year, especially with Movie Pass. <laughs> I go all the time. So I have not. Okay, let's see what I have seen, what I haven't seen. The Post, have not seen that. How is that? Okay, I have. Uh, I think it's really timely. Like, probably the, of any of the films, the most important message, like the freedom of the press thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. It's like, you know, it's a very packaged kind of deal. Everybody in it is famous. Like every, even people with one person lines are famous, um, which I think can be a little bit distracting. Uh, but it's great, and everybody's good in it. And yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not taking any risks. Like it's just telling a story that's important, and it has an important message. And you know what the message is. Yeah, when they made so- it, they're like, "This is going to be the Oscar nom." One of those movies. Yes, yeah. exactly. It does well, you know, it's like Streep and Hanks and then, you know, Spielberg. It's like, it's almost too good to believe it that it exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's it's just too good of a deal, of a package deal to be like, that I don't even believe it. It's like, if you could say, what's the best movie that I could possibly make? Like, those are the people you would cast and it would be about freedom of the press in 2017. So it almost feels like too good to be true or something. It's a little on the nose, I would say. I'm going to I'm gonna have to check that one out. Okay, so yeah. next up, um, Lady Bird. I have seen Lady Bird. Yeah, I mean, I've lived Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was, it was such a... Uh, I was hearing all the good reviews about it, and then they finally opened it up in a theater around here. So I drove across town to go watch it. And I had not watched a trailer or anything. I just, you know, Cersei... Uh, a fan of hers and her work and and um so i went and watched it and i so going into completely blind i was like wow this is like a real snapshot of like an actual person's life like this is yeah not hollywood at all this is like what what you would think a teenager goes through yeah absolutely i think also greta gerwig isn't stereotypically hollywood in any way and i know it wasn't her journey necessarily i'm sure that her growing up in sacramento obviously influenced a lot but the mother-daughter relationship for me is like laurie metcalf is so so good and that that relationship is cool and also the relationship with her dad uh tracy letts those are really good my favorite thing about that movie is the relationship with her parents because i totally understand it with both of mine um but yeah that film got a lot of hype and um you know it said like apparently it got a hundred percent on round tomatoes or something for a long time and somebody And I think that's great, and I think it's a good movie, but I almost think if you 
get a hundred percent that like there's not a there's like a risk you're not taking. You know what I mean? Like if a I think that the most brilliant movie in the world probably a lot of people don't like it. You know what I mean? So that's how I like I'm like yeah, Lady Bird's great. It's great. It doesn't take a lot of risk. You know. <laughs> But I think it's great. I think it's a great movie. It was severely overhyped, which I think probably hurt it more than anything. But yeah, it's great. Great performances, obviously. I think I'm um, trying to push it out to like uh, theaters worldwide. That was kind of risky because this is not like you're everyone's going to go to the theater and watch a movie. This is more like right. a movie that you hear people talk about and then you 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 watch it on VOD and you're like, yeah, it was freaking great, right? Again, but this like, yeah. but it went to the theaters and it got pushed because of all the. You know the hype behind it, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. I think it broke some records for indie filmmaking too, in terms of uh, well, for a woman director and just an indie film. And like, I'm not exactly sure what the record was, but it ended up doing remarkably well for an indie movie that was that had two female leads, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, Get Out, I have seen that. That was phenomenal. That's probably my favorite of the year. Yeah, I would say yeah for a lot of reasons. I Obviously, it's horrifying in a good way, I think, in an eye-opening way. Um, the performances are amazing. It's just entertaining. I just It's one of the ones that I, I only... I watched three of the films twice. Um, because, like... And, well, actually, Get Out I saw three times, and then two others I saw twice. And it's just, like, one, I just want to keep watching it. Like, because mm -hmm. it's so... That moment when he's trying to leave and... And he's like, where's the keys, babe? Where's the keys? And you're like, uh, yeah, she can't find the on? keys. Get out. Everybody's. Get like, out. Yeah, get out. Get out. But, but when she does the, 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 when he goes to the sunken place, when she does the hip, she hypnotizes him. And like, I'm yeah. sitting in the theater watching this and I feel like I'm sinking into my chair. I'm getting further back. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm in the sunken. <laughs> Ray, right. Help me out. I'm in the sunken. I know. Hey, help me! I can't do anything. I can't. I don't know how to break the hypnosis. I really felt like I was actually sinking. I was like, "Wow, this is good." It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the power of the film. It was, it was great. I can't believe that was his first movie. Yeah, I, I know like, Jordan Peele, crazy. It's like he makes all these goofy ass movies, and you're like, "Whoa, this is Jordan Peele." Okay. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, it was so great. I saw it in the theater like the second weekend it was out, and I was like, "Oh my god, everybody, go!" Go. Nice. So, yeah, I was uh, so next nomination on here, Dunkirk. Fantastic movie. Great. It's great. It's really well done. Christopher Music, Nolan pops up again. I like the device, the time device in it. Um, and also there's some like a clock ticking in the score a little bit yeah. sometimes. I thought that was cool. I mean, obviously everybody in it's great. I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. Um, you know, the boys were great. Uh, I wonder if yeah. that can make our podcast like really hype right now. Let's see. Can I find a, how do I find a ticking sound? We're just putting the background. Oh, boy. Oh, build the tension naturally. And ticking. I was like, yeah. Ticking clock sound. Let's look, let's find this. All right. S ticking clock sound. Install. Google Play. Don't let me down. I'm only trying this once. <laughs> yeah, I thought it yeah. was great. The music kept it tense. The, and you're like, you're in that city the very from the very first scene, and then you hear that gunshot. And it's like, oh shit, it's so loud. And the theater was so loud. There were so many explosions that you felt like you were there. It was scary. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd seen it in IMAX almost. 
Oh, that, I had yeah, that would cool. I watched it on Christmas actually with my family. It was not a very light, fun, cheery Christmas movie, but no. it was. It was a great movie. Play. Let's see. No, that's too slow. Yeah, that's not tension building. That's, that's like deflating. Yeah. You're falling asleep. You're yeah, that's like slower than seconds. I don't even know what's going on. You're going to be in the sunken. <laughs> oh, no. Rate. Rate? Time. Oh, no. That's a different kind of rate. More free app shit. This is, this is ridiculous. No. You didn't give me. Oh, this is retarded. Didn't even give me like a speed it up or anything. Stop, please. Okay. Well, I guess I let us down, you guys. No. Ah, oh, hype. Okay, so uh, the darkest hour. I watched the first hour of that, and then I fell asleep, and then I saw credits. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I was working on something else while I was watching it. Um, <laughs> it was very dark. It's dark, like it's dimly lit of a film. Uh, Gary Oldman's great. Uh, his makeup artists probably win the win the big award. I didn't even know uh, it was him. I didn't know it was Gary I, Oldman. <laughs> oh, really? Not, well, until, not until afterward. Somebody told me, and I was like, wait, that was Gary Oldman? <laughs> that was what? I feel like somebody just was like, what would be a great, like, what would automatically get the leading man an Oscar? What if we wrote a Winston Churchill movie? And had and had it during Dunkirk. What's going on behind the scenes? Let's let's do that. Like let's that'll be Oscar bait. I was yeah. I wasn't. That was probably my that was probably my least favorite movie of the year. Darkest Hour. Uh, right. Hold well on. Done. One sec. I'm sorry. This could be important. I don't know if it is. Oh yeah. No. Go ahead. Hello. What? Hello. Uh, did you throw your other sock away? <laughs> No, I didn't throw my other sock away. Why'd you find my sock at your house? Yeah, I found it. It's hanging down on a chair leg. <laughs> hi, hi, Grandma. Oh. Say say hello to Ray. Say hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was my grandma calling from her cell phone. So I was like, oh no, I got it. This could be like, <laughs> could have been an no, important I thing. Get it. Totally, I totally get it. But she was calling That's from her sweet. cell phone at her house. Okay. Oh, you left your sock there. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was like, oh, why is my grandma calling from her cell phone? Oh, thank God. <laughs> Good. Okay, crisis of <sighs> It's awesome. Yeah, darkest hour. I fell asleep because I was tired. Actually, not because it was bad. It's just like I was fell asleep. But that. It's that, fine. It's a fine movie. Yeah. I think it's, you know, for what it is, it's fine. That's how I felt about that movie. I don't next, have a lot to say about that. Yeah, one. the next one here is a movie I absolutely love, The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. Um. Another good. It's a good one for escapism. I would say for getting swept up in a love story. Uh, you know, honestly, it reminded me very much of a story I wrote in seventh grade, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. about a girl who fell in love with a boy with gills. And I couldn't, I like couldn't get away from that while I was watching the movie. I was like, this feels just like, and the tank is the same as the tank I wrote about. <laughs> Not that obviously he didn't steal from my seventh oh, grade. Oh come story. on, yeah, you did. You know, but um, but I couldn't really get away from that kind of simplicity of it. But I, it's it's very, it's a beautiful movie. I like the message. I think the message is a little okay. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not saying anything new, but it's very beautifully done. Yeah, it wasn't saying anything new, but it was done in a new way where you're like, I feel like I'm down in this 
place with the tanks and the water and this monster looks incredible. Yeah. Oh, it totally transports you. Absolutely. And Sally Hawkins was great. I think she that's her name. Great. Um Mike Shannon, another Chicago guy. Lots of Chicago guys tearing up the Oscar scene this year, which is exciting. Um yeah, and yeah, everybody was great. Uh so yeah, it was it's a good it's a good movie. Once again, good for modern times to be yeah, seeing stuff. That, I actually I absolutely loved it. Um and it, the only part I didn't like cuz I was like I can't buy this is that, that she put a towel under the door and, and 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 filled up the entire bathroom with the sink water. I'm like, "No, I don't know. I believed everything until this point. How is that's yeah, not going to work." I mean, it's you kind of have to have suspension of disbelief for this film, I would say. <laughs> I believed it all the way up to then. I was like, monsters are real. Love between monsters and humans yeah. are real. All this is real. It made me want to try it. I kind of want to try to fill up my bathroom now. <laughs> the water would just go out of the it door. Just, yeah. Or it would sink into my neighbor's apartment below. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Not do end that. well. Yeah. Not end. Don't do that. Yeah. If you do it, though, do it on the podcast where I can see it. Like I want to, okay. I want to witness this happen. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think I should probably Just do it right now. Yeah, take a break. Not evicted. I think it'd be better to not yeah, get kicked out of my once. You might as well have an. Uh, uh, this would be a viral video, Ray. Right. I also don't have an Amazon Water God to go fool around with in the bathroom, so I don't know. I think I think that's that's it. That's what Craigslist is for. Oh, that's a good point. I could definitely. Looking for Amazon Water. I mean, you live in LA, right? I do. I do live in LA. Then, I'm sort yeah, of in denial yeah. about it, but yes. You I, can I find do. an Amazon monster in LA. I'm sure there's got to be some. Go down right. to Hollywood Boulevard for a little while. Oh, there's probably plenty there. Yeah, there's got to be probably plenty of them. So, Shape of Water, fantastic. Three billboards. That's another one. <laughs> I, I really like that one. I thought that was great. It's a pretty controversial film. It's getting a lot of backlash for the ending. Um, I think because of the way that it paints Sam Rockwell's character, um, cause he's like a racist, horrible cop and it, and I think a lot of people accuse it of sympathizing the film, sympathizing with his character. Um, I think the performances in it are so good Yeah, in Sam, Sam's one of my favorite actors and so is Francis and they both, they're just like performance top performances of their careers i think and i saw that one twice because i was so blown away by how good everybody was in it and also i love the writer um like i like films that are written by playwrights i don't know martin mcdonough i just like he's a great writer um so yeah i i really enjoyed the film um regardless of whether or not it might be saying something good or not i thought like everybody's does amazingly in it, and so yeah, I liked it a lot. People in their backlash. Everybody wants this mob mentality, you know. Like I don't know, let things be things. Yeah. Like it was great, great movie. He, he was a racist, terrible person, but I mean, things change in the movie. So I mean, isn't that a plus, you know? Yeah, and also he certainly. I mean, he's fired and he gets beaten up, so it's not like everything goes his way. He he's burned. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he gets he gets <laughs> fucked up. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, but I just read this quote yesterday that was like, everybody in like everybody right now wakes up just to and and start immediately starts looking for what they might be offended by. Like that's kind of the culture we're living in right now, and I think it's causing a lot of great change. Like there's a lot of good great stuff happening, um, but yeah, but I think there's a lot of sensitivity too, and sometimes in these sort of fictional 
artworks, I think we we can probably be a little less critical of what they're saying because sometimes it's just like this is a story mm-hmm. about these people. Hopefully, you're entertained by the story, which was the case for me in Three Billboards for sure. I love that movie. It's my top three this year, probably. Uh, yeah, I like the ending. How it just uh, without spoiling it, how it just kind of. Yeah leaves you to think about stuff. Some people don't like that. They need a hard conclusion. And I felt like this movie was like, yeah, okay, okay. Like this in your head, you start thinking of what, what's happening. And it doesn't like completely leave you left with no answers, but it it leaves you with like enough to like think about and kind of make up your own story. I like that. I really do like that. Yeah, I do too. I love ambiguous endings. Yeah. It's cool. It seems like they're heading on the right foot. You know, they're like, it doesn't matter if he's our guy. He's a bad guy. Let's do something about it. I think that's great. And I love him. Can you imagine if American History X came out like right now, the backlash it would get? (laughs) So many things that were made even just 10 years ago would be unacceptable today. It's kind of insane. It's, It's definitely a very censored time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, you can get away with it just indie films that don't hit theaters you can pretty much do anything you want but when you put things in the theaters nowadays like you have to be you have to fit this certain mold and it kind of sucks you fit this certain mold yeah. mold like when you go see a horror movie in the theater it's usually got to fit this sort of mold that kind of appeals to everybody rather yeah. than you know it's completely hollywood you watch you watch horror films that are indie horror films and you get like the brutalist nastiest shit right. and it's, it's awesome but you can't do that a lot in the theater no hollywood isn't always honest I would say. Yeah. But it's, it, not, I mean, it's not about honesty. I'm just I'm just glad there's so many great films right now. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it got me, as an actor, it got me incredibly excited because, you know, it's the golden age of television. And I'm like, but films, they can be great too. And, and now this year, there are so many great films. It was so exciting to see how many awesome films. And that's why I saw every Oscar nom this year because I was like, they're all great. They're all really good movies. Yeah. And that's so exciting. Okay, so there's two more on this list, and I haven't seen either. So okay. let's see. Phantom Thread. Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah, I just saw that last week. Um, it's so good. I think probably especially artists would appreciate it because it's about a very, very particular artist idiosyncrasies, I would say. Um, all The three main cast members are ridiculous in it. Daniel Day-Lewis is really good. I th- it feels to me, my guess is that it's somewhat – Paul Thomas Anderson's story, but the metaphor is that it's a dressmaker. He's making dresses instead of making mm-hmm. movies. I mean, is that Daniel Daniel Day Lewis's last film? Because I know he retired. Is, that, is this his last um, one or another one? I think it's this one. Yeah. I think he said it was this one. Like and he, who he knows a, if that's true? He's like a chameleon. When when he acts in something, yeah. you, you don't even think that's Daniel Day Lewis. He just becomes whatever it is. It's, it's incredible. Nobody like yeah. I know can do that. That's the best kind of acting to me. I mean, I've always said there are kind of two two kinds of actors, both good. And they're, ironically, the stars of The Post, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Tom Hanks is always Tom Hanks, pretty much. He doesn't really disappear, right? Yeah, that's but true. We love Tom Hanks. Except Tom Forrest Hanks, Gump. He disappears. Well, he disappears in Forrest Gump, yeah. I mean, to some extent, he's a good actor. But Meryl Streep completely disappears Mm -hmm. into whatever she's doing. And, you know, like Philip Seymour Hoffman did the same. Daniel Day-Lewis does that. But I think there's like those two kinds of successful actors are actors that are just themselves and you love them, but they're kind of always themselves. And then there's the actors that just transform. And, um, and yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis 
for sure. And he's totally different in this too. And it's great. It's, it's about a screwed up artist and screwed up relationships. And it's, it's beautifully done. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. I got to check. I'm definitely going to, going to watch it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm into like interesting stuff. I've only seen like one trailer and I kind of forgot what the trailer is. So <clears throat> it's going to be a cool watch for me. Cause I just kind of, I just, I know it's about the dressmaking and stuff, but I kind of just forgot, yeah. but that, that will be awesome. Yeah. One more, I, I, you know, I honestly don't even, not even sure what this is. Call me by your name. Oh, oh, it's great. It's with uh, Timothy Chalamet, if I'm saying his name right, and Army Hammer. It's based on a novel, and it's about um, two lovers in a small town, and I'm pretty sure it's Italy, in Italy or France. I should know. I'm pretty sure it's Italy. Uh, and they just fall in love. I think it's like, I think he's 30 and the boy is 17 and it's just about their romance. And that is the third movie that I saw a second time because I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's great. You should see it. It's, it's the sexiest movie I've ever seen. Like it's so, it's like the sexiest thing ever. And I've also, when I was done watching it, I was like, I'm never going to feel that way about anybody, the way that these two guys feel about each other, because it's like, and it's an incredible love story and yeah, it's funny. Italy. And, it's in Italy. Yeah. Italy. And then I think I get confused cause he speaks French in the, it's an American family, but they're in Italy anyway. Um, or some of them are American. I'm not really sure why it's in Italy. And Michael Stuhlbarg is in it too. He's great. He plays the dad. He's got this ridiculous monologue at the end, but yeah, you should see it. It's, um, it's just a great love story, so which this, I love. I'm a Timothy sucker. Guy. Oh, it's this, yeah. I was like, well, this guy looks familiar. Timothy oh, is amazing. From a he, Lady Bird. Yeah, he's in Lady Bird. Miss Stevens. I've seen that. It was a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is his breakout for sure, and he's amazing. He's nominated for Best Actor. That's a risky and, movie. From what you said, that's a totally risky movie. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's gone over pretty well, though. I think mm-hmm. it's it's been well received. I loved it. It's it, it's probably my third up there with Get Out and, and Three Billboards. I'd say that's my third. What's up the there. one? What's the first one? What what is your movie of the year? Well, I think Get Out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know if that'll win, but I think Get Out is the movie of the year. That'd be cool to see see uh, Jordan Pill get that. When is the Oscar? Is it it's coming up here soon, or is it March? Um, is it March? Fourth, maybe yeah. yeah i mean i it would be awesome it's his and i think greta gerwig's it was their first films and it's always like should the first time director win the award and i'm like well yeah i guess if it's the best film sure but at the same time i'm like no you gotta earn that you gotta you gotta <laughs> make a lot of movies before you get that, you Just know nail it right off the bat and then you're not you're an oscar not you're an oscar winner well no, even being an oscar yeah be me an oscar being an Oscar nominee already is like is like brownie points, right? I mean, so he's that's yeah. cool. Either way, either way, he gets that. I think nominee, winner, whatever. Like if you've got, if you can say Oscar, whatever, yeah, Oscar nominated, whoever, like that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that is that's pretty awesome. I mean, you do a little disappearing in some of your stuff because, well, um, I thought Gretchen in uh, Fear mm-hmm. Fear of the Walking Dead was probably my favorite character so far. Oh, thing. thanks. Yeah, wait, you know, in Fear the Walking Dead? And the F- Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, okay, cool. And, and well, Fear of the Walking Dead series. Because, I mean, when you when you meet Gretchen, she's like, he's like, oh, this is a little innocent girl in this in this little farm. Let's get to let's get to meet these people. And yeah. then uh, and then all of a sudden, 
you guys are getting high with the zombie head. I know. So <laughs> that's what's so cool. She's such a departure for the show. She's like getting high. They lived in the they live in the survivalist camp where they haven't seen, you know, the zombies. Like it's cool. And a lot of a lot of stuff was cut too, a lot of really fun stuff because oh. it went too far away from what the show is, you know, because it's a drama. It's dark. And there were moments that we had comedy moments. And a song that we sang that a lot of that stuff got cut because it was like too much of a departure from the show. So, I mean, I totally get it. But, yeah, it was cool to see. I think a lot of people were like, what? People are getting high. They're having a good time. They're yeah, getting, I loved it. They're getting drunk during the apocalypse. Like, it's it's some nice levity for the show. So, thank you. I mean, it was a freaking blast. It was that's, awesome. We got to shoot in Mexico. It was great. I mean, that's what you expect teenagers and young adults to do have some fun regardless yeah. you know it's only been a couple of years into the apocalypse at that point so it's yeah not, it's not like you grew up in it you know you're like you still want to have fun you want to let loose you want to you, you just totally. do, do your thing yeah I think, I think it's what we would do in reality too i mean no matter what's going on in the world there's always somebody getting drunk and high in a basement trying to forget what's going on <laughs> and just having a good time that's what being a teen's about so yeah i mean that was a blast um and a pretty cool death too yeah, well, do say so myself. I okay. So I I liked Gretchen as a character, and then you know they're leaving. They're getting on the was like a bus or something. Yeah, you guys taking off. And I'm like, oh, well, that can't be the end of that character. There's no way. Like, I think this is yeah. gonna be part of the story. I, like, yo, you're always looking for the characters, the side characters, the small yeah. ones that are gonna be the ones that stick around. So you're always like, who's gonna be the one that's gonna stick around? Because somebody always yeah. sticks around. I thought it was gonna be her. I got you. But that's why they had to pull the rug out from underneath you. Yeah, They're like, nope. Nobody's bullshit. safe in this world. And then they didn't even show you die. It was just like, just, you just found out you're dead. And then, spoilers, yeah, guys. True. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spoilers, everybody. But then, but so, you got to be a badass zombie. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I got to eat my own horse. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that, was, that was cool because they found you. It's like, was it like a sound effect when you do like the teeth thing? Like, ah. It is. I made a noise when we shot that, but they dubbed it with whatever. They they have zombie noises, mm -hmm. and they CGI'd my eyes to be like cloudy and whatever. Oh, so, yeah, they have they have ways of zombifying you in post-production. So the eye, your eyes are just your regular eyes like right now. They don't have – you don't put contacts or anything in? Yeah, well, the other two guys had contacts, but I – I thought I had an eye infection at the time. It turns out I just had eczema of my eyelids, which is no fun. I don't know if you know what eczema is. It's just yeah, like itchy, itchy rash, itchy kind of redness. And my eyes were swollen while I was shooting that final episode, and they thought I had an eye infection, so they didn't want to make me wear the contacts. I didn't have an eye infection. It turns out, but uh, but so I didn't have so all that. So that for me was CGI'd. Otherwise, I would have worn the contacts. Yeah, I mean that. That's a fun cast to work with, right? That had to have been pretty fun. Oh, yeah. They were all great. I mean, everybody on that show, Kim Dickens and uh, Alicia, Debnam Carey, they were, they were amazing. Everybody was so nice and welcoming. You know, it's always weird when you're a guest actor and you're going on to these shows and everybody has a rapport already and, like, everybody's in place and knows each other and you're just coming in for a couple episodes. It's... It can be kind of a weird, frightening thing, but they were really awesome. And my first thing on the show, I have – it's a really long monologue. Some of it was cut where I'm like, hey, guys, welcome. Um, I'm in Bible study. And it just – it was like a whole page monologue. And 
and getting through that on my first day on set was like it was pretty intimidating but they were super sweet about it everybody in the cast was really great yeah how does that feel i mean because you've done that a lot right with all these shows with grace and frankie and shameless and boardwalk empire you you're 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 appearing on shows that are already going i mean how does that i mean that would make me so nervous you must yeah it's nerve-wracking because you also don't really rehearse and you just it's like you get three shot chances basically you get like three takes to do something right and then they move on to get different coverage yeah it's a really hard thing to do you just got to be super prepared you have to know the lines like the back of your hand and and just like so that if you're thinking about oh my god i'm doing the cameras around me and everybody's looking at me and i'm just a guest actor you have to be prepared so if that's all going through your head that you can still get through it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to walk in there like you own this place. Like, what's up, Kim Dickens? Stand uh, back a little. No, back, back up. I wish. I'm gonna deliver my lines. All right. I wish <laughs> you do have to be. You know, you have to be respectful and realize it's you're just a guest actor and you're there to move the story forward of the series regulars. And that's a big thing I learned on Grace and Frankie. I came in and I like had this whole character prepared of this cop and the director was like, mm, you can just, just say the lines. Cause it's not, you know, we're just, <laughs> we're just telling their story. And I was like, you're right. We are telling these two legendary actresses story and it's not about me. And that's what you have to realize as a guest actor, it's you're there to tell, be part of the story and move the story forward of the, the regulars. And, and that's, you just have to recognize that. Um, sea Oak, fortunately, I was a series regular on Sea Oak, so it was all about me. Yeah, you guys nailed it, though. Yeah. Sea Oak was awesome. And Glenn, like, uh, just to bring this back, Glenn Close, I had no idea if she was going to flip and be so crazy. I was like, this is so good. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I think it's great. George Saunders has this quote that comedy is the art of telling the truth faster than the audience expects it. And I think the reason Glenn's thing works at the end is she's just straight up. Yes. My life sucked. And this is what I'm going to get in the afterlife. And that's what's so great about it is you're like, oh, my God, this sweet old lady is now like talking about all the sex she's going to have. Yeah, that was great. It's insane. But, yeah, she's ridiculously awesome. Guys, let's start a petition. We need to get CO. All right. On a I list have, somewhere to get picked up. See, look, we need it. Yeah. Um, oh, the robbery. Okay, so you, I think you posted this a couple months ago. And I was like, yeah. I'll check it out. Cool, you're in it. Let me check it out. That was really cool. Yeah, that's probably the thing I'm most proud of just because it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Was it all one take? It was all one take. It's like a 10-minute short film. It was it's actually one, one take. You did that one shot. Oh, no, we did 15 takes. They did it so good. Whole, but the whole film is just one take. So well, it's just... Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, you acting in it from beginning to the end in the final one was actually like one long cut. There was no edits? Yes, one long cut, no oh, edits. impressive. CGI because I get some arrows. Yeah, I think you Shot at me. <laughs> I have to take a real arrow. <laughs> For the listeners, basically, The Robbery is a short film that went to Sundance. And I, it's about this girl whose dog got taken to the pound and she's trying to get money to get her dog back. So she decides to rob a liquor store. And it just goes from when she decides to do it until she's arrested, basically. Yeah, one, one Birdman uh, take kind of, you know? 
One, yeah, absolutely. One shot. Well, I mean, what? I was really impressed. I would suck if you had to take like, oh, come on, you guys. I already took 14 arrows. I'm bleeding. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, fortunately, those were magnets. But that's what Jim Cummings does, the writer, the director, uh, Jim Cummings, who's incredible. He does a lot of that one take. So he he won the grand jury prize at Sundance the year before for his short film Thunder Road, which he's turned, which he just turned into a feature, actually. Um, but yeah, that's like that's his thing of just making it one take, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it's it cool is. to see stuff uninterrupted and know that you're watching the same. Because when you're watching a TV show and it cuts back and forth, you know you're watching a different time that that scene was performed, mm-hmm. and it's like it's weird to think about it. Um, so that's yeah, it's it's really cool. But that was. Yeah, the robbery was awesome. It was awesome to to make to get to be a part of that. It was really cool. What, what was that? Was that on Vimeo? How did I watch that? I forgot. Yeah, um, it was originally part of a full screen series, but Vimeo posted it was a staff pick on Vimeo. So uh, I'll yeah, have to probably. find that again. I'm gonna post the I'm gonna post a link to that down in the description. Great. So yeah, people should yeah, check that awesome. out. Um, yeah, it's totally like one of the best things I think I've been a part of. So. I'm really grateful I got to do that. So how in the beginning of that film, how do they how do they do that? Where you're like, okay, your character's smoking meth out of a glass pipe. How do they do that as a as a in a film? Like, what is what so is going th- on there? I think there was like it was like a glass pipe. I think it was there was some vape liquid in it, just like whatever, like sugary vape liquid. And then they had, I think, little sugar crystals in it, so that it looked like it was like meth or something. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I just lit it and inhaled and the vape liquid like came out and I just kind of smoked that. And <laughs> it, looks, it looks so I, real. Well, good. Sometimes I accidentally inhaled the sugar crystals, which was not great, but that was, I'm not an experienced smoker, which is what's funny about me playing drug addicts all the time is that I've <laughs> never really smoked anything. Um, but I have to do it all the time. So, so I'm glad that it looked real because I don't actually <laughs> do that in real life. You nailed it. You're like a real meth addict. You nailed oh, it, Ray. Yes. Thank you. Not my first time playing a meth addict. And the Nostromini for best meth. Meth. Yep. That would be awesome. That, yeah, that was good. That was a really, really a cool thing. And I, re- I, re- I like when people do yeah, things thanks. like that with, with the one take thing. And I wasn't sure because some people can be really clever with edits and make it look like it's one take. So I'm never really sure. Like Birdman sure. has a lot of edits. Right, uh, but when you watch something like that, there's another movie I, I, I've always wanted to watch. It's called Victoria. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. It's like two and a half hours, and it's all one take. And there's a robbery that takes place, and it's on Netflix. But I, I haven't like sat down right. and watched a two and a half hour one take movie. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> seems- totally. That sounds great. I'll check it out. I love that style. I just it's the most like theater, you know, which is my background's theater. So to get to see a story told uninterrupted is is pretty cool. Well, you started acting at a young age, right? I think I saw in your IMDb yeah. it was like you were like four years old. Is that right? Yeah, I was four. It was yeah, because my brother became an actor when he was six, and I just did everything he did. Um, so yeah, I've been act. My first professional play was when I was six. But I did some commercials the first couple of years, and yeah, so I've I've been doing it for 21 years now. I've been acting, so which is insane. Were you uh, very outgoing as a kid? Um, I would say I wouldn't say outgoing. I would say I was uninhibited and not self-aware at all. Like I was crazy, and I would say what was ever on my mind, and I was like never focused at school. I got in trouble a lot. I was very. I had a lot of creativity that 
wasn't focused into something productive, I would say. So, so yeah, I wasn't necessarily outgoing. I could be shy at times with other people, but I was insane. I mean, I got in trouble doing all kinds of stuff before. And then when I was like 15, I was like, oh, oh, acting's really beautiful and hard and I'd like to be good at it. Maybe I should get my shit together and start working hard and like try to be good at it. So the most grown up 15 year old ever. I'm going to get my <laughs> shit together at 15. <laughs> Here we go, I, guys. I mean, but I, when you grow up, you know, working with adults, you have to grow up pretty fast because it's like you have to be on time and you have to be prepared and it's yeah. a job and you can't mess up. And if you do, you know, your parents get mad at you and there's all kinds of repercussions. So yeah, I did have to grow up pretty fast to be an actor and do theater and, you know, be 10 and stuff. It was a lot. I was like 27 where I'm like, I need to grow up. Guys, I well, think yeah, I need to grow it, up. <laughs> that's still young though. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's good to always have a little kid in you, you know, as long as your immaturity doesn't hurt anybody else, whatever. Yeah, Horribly that's- Awkward Podcast. Woo! Woo! That's, I had so much social anxiety growing up. I didn't pay attention to school, like you said, but I didn't really get in trouble because I was afraid to get in trouble. So I just... Yeah, I just I, I I sucked at life when I was a kid. I didn't do any homework. I didn't read anything. I just I just what were you doing? Slept in class, and I was I was a nice kid. So teachers always at least let me get that D to pass. You know, I was hey. like, as long as I don't get an F, I'm good. As long as you pass, you get to move on. That's all that matters <laughs> when you're a kid. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like I had an amazing education, and I'm really grateful for it. But I don't think how your education goes is reflective of anything after it necessarily. Yeah, but I mean, I always, like, if I had the mind state I have right now, I would have done all the cool shit that you did. I would have been like, I would have done some theaters. Like, I would have had fun. I would have been into improv. I would have, you know, been, I'd have been the kid at school doing the morning announcements. Hey, you're doing all that now. I I know, but if I did it, I would have loved to do, done something cool when I was younger. Yeah, I, I totally, yeah, I get it. I didn't feel that way about it at the time, though. I wasn't, like, a good actor when I was younger. I was oh, terrible. Yeah, cool. You're not I was, oh, I was just, like, just, you know, it wasn't, like, I really feel like I started acting when I was, like, 18, probably. So, you know, I didn't really do anything bef- cool before that. I was just, like, messing around, which is what you should do as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm all about messing around. Yeah, like people who are like piano prodigies at age eight. Come on, have some fun. <laughs> yeah, those are, you know, a lot of like Japanese students, their parents are so, so strict on them. You know, that's like, that's what they do. Yeah. They'll rehearse piano or violin or something all day, every day. And like, it's it's really, yeah, it's a weird culture. culture. There's definitely a lot of cultural pressures <laughs> for kids. And I mean, lots of different cultures and backgrounds. Um, and American, like, Americans aren't as much, aren't as strict about that stuff. Like I know in European countries, they most often know a couple languages and they play an instrument. Like that's, America's a little more chill about that stuff. Um, that's like, because no. we're so busy. Parents nowadays are like, are, yeah. are, are traveling to get to work, traveling back. You know, like everything's a rush, rush, rush. Be on time, do this, you know, all day. Come home to your kids. And it's like you tried. I mean, we're a busy culture. I mean, I feel like I'm busy when I'm not busy. You know, sometimes I just... Yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And I'm like, am I really that busy? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I mean, America's definitely built on productivity and, and, you know, moving forward and all that. So I get that. But at the same time, our kids are pretty like, "Eh, we're just having fun. 
which is good. Yeah, you got to have fun. I mean, you're, you, you made a career out of having fun. Yes, I did. I'm very fortunate to have done that. And I'm, it, I only could have done it if I started when I was four because I'm such a late bloomer and it takes me forever to like get something. So fortunately, what I wanted to do, I started when I was four. Because if I had actually started when I was 18, I wouldn't be an actor. Like, there's no way I could, you know, get my shit together and do it. But where does all the – you're a big Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, yeah. So where does all the sports fanaticism – where does all that take place in all this? Well, it – it started at the same time. So I became an actor because of my brother, and he also was in Little League Baseball, so I played Little League Baseball. Um, but I kind of ended up taking both of those passions a little further than him. Um, like, I'm still an actor. He's not, and he's still a huge Cubs fan. But I played softball very competitively in high school, and I was going to play in college, but I decided to do a play instead. Um, but yeah, so like softball or baseball and acting were always my two main passions. And I was always a huge Cubs fan. And when the White Sox won the World Series in Chicago when I was in seventh grade, I was like, oh, this is the worst. The other Chicago team won. And so it's just always been a huge part of who I am. And I just think it's a beautiful sport. And acting, there's a lot of downtime. And baseball last you know it's 165 games it's something to invest in every day and i don't know it's just something magic about it to me but i know a lot of people think it's boring so mm. i try not to bother other people with my fanaticism as you can see on my back wall yeah i have a fields everything is cubs it's just fun to invest in something bigger than yourself that you have no control over and and also the Cubs, you know, right now are very fun. We won the World Series in 2016, and our team's really fun. So it's a really fun time to be a Cubs fan, and it mostly is not. Yeah, I've, I've, I used to go – well, over here in Fresno. I'm in Fresno, California. We got the, yeah. you know, we got the Fresno Grizzlies um, stadium over here. And I've, I've gone and seen some, some games. You know, I've went and I, – I don't watch really watch baseball or any, or any sports really at all. But I've gone to some of the live baseball games. And we get – you know, you can yell, you get loud. You yeah. just, it's fun to just act like an idiot and just get loud and get into it. I don't know. There's something fun about it. Yeah, it is fun. I think – I love that it's not a time sport. Like it just takes the time that it needs. And um, I mean there's, there's so many things. Don DeLillo, who's one of my favorite writers, says this great – quote which i'm gonna slightly screw up but it's like it doesn't baseball doesn't change the way you comb your hair or brush your teeth it changes nothing but your life and like <laughs> it does have that like effect it does it's sort of this overarching presence in my life that's kind of always there and and like going to the ballpark and talking with a friend and just watching a game is like the best way to hang out to me um and like I'm a huge Cubs fan, but I go to like 25 Dodger games a year just because I love watching baseball. So, because I live pretty close to the stadium. But yeah, it's just, I think it's important when you're an artist to have a lot of other interests because, like last year, I, I make a living as an actor, but I only work like 20, 30 days out of the year because you just don't work that much. When you're shooting a TV show like Sea Oak, it was like 10 days, and an episode of Fear the Walking Dead, I would I would be working four days. So it's like it doesn't add up to a lot of time. So you need to have those other things you're invested in to, you know, so you're not just waiting by the phone and going crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everyone's got to have fun. You got to have an an outlet outside of what 
you're involved in. You know, well, mine's get video games. So you know, if I'm not oh, podcasting right. and and washing sidewalks at night, I play a lot of video games. That's like my main escapism That's right cool. there. Yeah, my roommate too. My roommate Nico plays video games. He's a, getting a master's right now online, but his like his outlet is video games 24/7. So he's always playing them. It's great. You got to have those outlets, you know? You got to have things you're passionate about and so when things are crazy in the world, you you have that thing that you get to return to and that you love. And that's awesome. So everybody's wondering, is Ray Gray a gamer at all? Um I mean, not formally. I, I, <laughs> so no, I the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not at all. Um, but I, I did play like Nintendo DS and Game Boy. I was really into Pokemon and Mario Kart and Mario nice. and stuff. Mario Kart's a good, so good really, series to be into. Oh, yeah. I used to play with my brother in the car all the time. That's the awesome thing about those DSs. You can play each other anywhere. Um, but yeah, so no, not really a gamer, but I have respect them. Like I said, my roommate Nico is one of my best friends out here is, is a huge gamer. So I get it. It's, it's cool. What games do you play? All of them. Do you have a favorite? All of them. I play all of them. Yeah. I got, I play, I play on PC. I play on PS4. I play on Xbox just, and I have Nintendo Switch. So I play it all. Oh, sweet. How's the Nintendo Switch? Oh, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, um. You know, I don't even use it in handheld mode. I use it hooked up to my TV, but it's such a great little system. I don't know. Nintendo knows how to knock it out of the park with their like first party games. Just it's just they're fun. Like like yeah, like what totally. you were saying with uh um I do until I don't. You know, that's like a fun movie. I mean, yeah. it's just it's a total like mood changer. And Nintendo does the same thing with video games. You're used to all these dark dramas and and horror and action and shooting people. And Nintendo's like, "Well, we got Mario." We got Zelda. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's let's bright colors. Let's brighten up your day. Let's have fun. Yeah, that's definitely my style of games for sure. Yeah, I, I dig it. I just I like to I like to feel all the emotions. The whole tidal wave of different feels I get from movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, and video games. I want to feel them all. There's a lot of people who are like only watch action movies. I want to watch action, horror, drama, comedy, all of it. Same with video yeah. games. I want to play all the different kinds of games. A lot of people who get trapped in. They're just. Mm-hmm. I just like to play shooters. Well, I want to play them all. I'll play. I'll play a play a dating sim. You know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't. No, care. that's great. Yeah. You get different things from each one. You got to play them all. Yeah. Got to got to catch them all, right? Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> did you play Pokemon Go? I did for a short amount of time. Honestly, mostly because my brother was playing, and I was just, I. I was like, oh, it's cool. Hey, it's just a good way to interact with people, you know? Like, oh, hey, did you, there's this gym over here, and I've already forgotten everything about the game. Yeah, I never actually <laughs> played it. Like it because, well, I didn't like it because you don't get to train your Pokemon, and you don't – it doesn't really work like regular. Like, the fun part of Pokemon was catching them and naming them and then, like, training them against random wild Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But the, you don't get to do that in Pokemon Go. So it was like – cool i'd go to santa monica pier and get all the cool water pokemon and then it's like all right what now there's kind of sort of a one-dimensional game for me yeah when it first came out it was just like it hit hard like everybody was talking yeah. about it. i'm listening to podcasts they're talking about it i'm listening to joe rogan's podcast he's talking about it like it was just everywhere and uh you know how I, they you drop something in a parking lot and and then people can go to the something right uh, is yeah. that a, a lure or something right am i um, 
Yeah. Oh, is it called Allure? I don't even remember. I don't remember, but I know I'd be... I, and it, like, everybody comes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All- so I would be working in a parking lot, and all of a sudden, all these cars would show up. I mean, I'm, I'm out there cleaning the sidewalks, and there would be, like, 30 cars just flooding this parking lot. Like, what the fuck is going on? They're all on their phones playing Pokemon, trying to catch something in that area. It was, yeah. it was so I think weird. In general, uh, human awareness has severely gone down with the iPhone. And the game and the related games, but that was like the worst. Like Pokemon Go was like, whew, like playing it when you're in your car, and it's like, guys, let's pay attention. Yeah, yeah. People walking across streets. I mean, we already do that. I mean, people driving. I was watching people just drive, trying to catch Pokemon everywhere. Like it was crazy. Yeah, somebody drove by once. We were, I was playing with a couple friends the first week it came out, and somebody drove by and was like, There's a Machoke back there! Go get it! And I was like, Dude, you're driving. Don't be catching the Machokes. <laughs> the Machokes? Like, Machoke? What? I don't know. I don't know it. what it is either, but it's funny. It's a Pokemon. I don't know. All I know um, is Squirtle. And, uh, wait, Squirtle and. Well, Squirtle's like the best, so that's, I think that's all I know. Cool. That might be the only, only one I know. Pikachu? Maybe Pikachu. Oh, Pikachu, obviously. Obviously, Pikachu. Everyone knows Pikachu. That's all you gotta know. Yeah, maybe never, Charizard. Charizard, that's a cool one. Cool name. Yeah. I, I've never played Pokemon at all. I just missed it. Yeah, it's it's you know it was fun. It's fun to pretend you have pets that, that fight other pets. Back that's when I was a much... teenager, we had those little Tamagotchi things. For oh yeah, sure, I had those too. Everyone had those. They sell those everywhere. Mervins, remember the Mervins? Yeah, they used to be a thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it used to be a huge thing, and they're probably coming back because it's a, such a nostalgic generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you remember the store Mervin's, though? Remember Mervin's clothing store? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Was that? Did you grow up in California? Yeah, I grew up in California. Oh, well, I grew up in Chicago. Yeah, so probably. I always forget I that things are different. Friend. I know. I do too. I assume it's like. Like our version of Ralph's. I don't know if you have Ralph's in Fresno, I assume. No, we it's don't. It's like a grocery no. store. All right, it's like a West Coast grocery store. Like in Chicago, it's, it, it used to be Dominic's. Um, so like, and like, so I would say, hey, can we run a Dominic's? And people would be like, what? What are you talking about? Dominic's it's different everywhere. way cooler than Ralph's. Dominic's. Let's go to Dominic's. It is cool, but Dominic's like closed and Whole Foods moved into all the Dominic's. So it was kind of sad, but. Dominic's. But yeah. I mean, oh, Mariano's is a big thing in Chicago now. That's like the big, that's the chain. But it's just different everywhere. Man, why, do they, why do they have different names for things? Like they have Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. Like why don't you just have Carl's Jr. or Hardee's? Why have two I different names? I See, that was, they don't have those in Chicago. I was like, I don't know what that is. They don't have Jack in the Box in Chicago. You guys probably have way it's better great. pizza, right? Oh, yeah. Pizza and hot dogs were king of. But, uh. Yeah, like Dodger Dog here, don't even go for it. Disgusting. Um, (laughs) It's not even a hot dog. It's so bad. And Chicago has these like Vienna beef hot dogs that they're great. Um, But yeah, Chicago's good on the food. You know, it's just overall, it's good. It's a good place. Hey, Costco still makes a damn good hot dog. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, it was at Costco yesterday. Dude, 20, it's still. They haven't in like twenty or years, I think, or wait, since nineteen eighty something, they haven't raised the price. So it's like a dollar fifty. You get a hot dog and a soda, and that that hot that hot dog is so good. You're gonna burp that thing all night. You're gonna taste onions and like polish, yeah. and it's just like it's gonna 
It's going to be disgusting, but it's, it's so good. <laughs> no, I love it. I love burping upgrade stuff. Yeah. Burping upgrade subs is one of my favorite things. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, said by Ray Gray. She loves burping up. Burping up Italian subs. Yep, very classy. It's been a, This has been awesome, Ray. I really appreciate it. You came on the podcast. Yeah, dude, so, totally. Thank you so much for having yeah. me to hang out i was like oh can i get yeah. ray gray on the podcast i don't know she's doing big things like sea oak maybe oh, please. no it's always fun to have conversations with people interested in the same stuff you know so i appreciate all of your twitter support and for talking about all my stuff you got to yeah. check out some of those movies though definitely i want to see yep so everybody let's we need sea oak to be a thing i want i want i need it i need sea oak to be a thing we need uh we need Gretchen to be revived in The Walking Dead. So <laughs> we need to bring her back There's to life. Something to come back to life. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm uh as far as slice, I haven't actually seen a trailer. Is there a trailer off of that? Uh no, just the teaser. But that's gonna be amazing. It's a A twenty four film starring Chance the Rapper. It's about a pizza delivery boy werewolf. It's so cool. <laughs> Is it's it awesome. really? It's about a pizza delivery boy werewolf. Or no, actually I guess he delivers Chinese food. It's about a series of pizza delivery boy murders. The werewolf who Chance plays delivers Chinese food. What? Um anyway, it's great though. It was so much fun. It's like Paul Shear and Joe Keery are in it and Zazie Beats and Tim Decker. It's it's really good, awesome, talented people. And the director, Austin Vesley, is going to be like, I don't know, he's going to be the next Scorsese or something. He's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I just saw that one like video that I think it might have been on your Instagram or something. It was just like, it was just real weird. Like an art, it was a like, hand drawn yeah, or something. Cool. Really I mean, cool. he's, he's so creative. He did all of, our, our director did all of Chance the Rapper's music videos. So. He like he's a brilliant artist. I feel like I got a. Uh, I'm a big hip hop rap fan, but I feel oh, yeah. like check I feel like out, I need to catch. Video for Sunday Candy. Sunday Candy. That's cool. That was one that Austin did. That's really cool. I feel, um, like, I, I feel like I need to learn up on who Chance the Rapper really is. Oh, he's the best. Is he? He's like he's he's the one young kid who's like super indie, right? Making it big. Yeah, he doesn't have a label, mm-hmm. and also he's just like does so much for. The city of Chicago, he like donated one million to public schools recently, and he's like, "I hope he becomes our mayor." He's just like a good dude through and through, and a ridiculously talented like lyricist. I mean, he's a great rapper, but his lyrics are like, "How did you just make that rhyme?" Like what? It's great. He's really good, and it turns out he's a pretty good actor too. Nice, nice. That's gonna be cool. Looking forward to that. And uh, all the other other stuff. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I'm gonna see Shameless. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a star by this. I gotta look up your episodes. I wanna, I wanna see the drunken board girl. Yeah, yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you, Ray. Yeah, this has been awesome too. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, it's awesome. It sounds like you got a lot of cool peeps on here, and, and I appreciate being one of them. Ah, yes. So let's get to the. I forgot the line. Wrap, <laughs> wrap up. Wrap up. Wrap it up. I lost my voice. Let's get to the wrap up. <laughs> you might have to do it for me. Let's get to, right. let's get to the wrap up. Get to the wrap up. Hey, yo, Freeman. Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? I don't know, man. Wrap it up, son. My Instagram and Twitter are Hey Ray Gray, H E Y R A E G R A Y. Hey, my name. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm also on Facebook. I think it's just like Ray Gray Actor Page. But I'm way more active on Twitter and Instagram, for sure. Instagram the most. That's my fave. 
Yeah, it's, Facebook's weird with pages because I follow a lot of pages, but they never pop up in my feed ever on Facebook. It's like they don't even pop up yeah. ever, you know? It's a tough, people don't look at them as much. It's like people don't, I, I tend not to read as much of Facebook anyway because everybody writes paragraphs for their posts that it's like, I'm not. That's why I like Instagram. It's just photos and Twitter, which is, I liked it when it was a shorter word count because it was like, I get all my information immediately and I don't have to, you know, scroll through somebody's opinion all the time, you know? I like I like the 280 characters because I can, sometimes I'm like, I have to abbreviate things when it comes to like putting an episode of a podcast that's out. And like, yeah, that's true. No, I get that. It makes life way easier as a writer, but as like a consumer, I usually am like, duh. Probably could have said that in one sentence. But yeah, no, it's more useful as a user. Hey, Ray Gray on everything. Hey, yeah, Ray Gray. Hey, Ray Gray. Hey, Ray Gray. R-A-E-G-R-A-Y. Is that, that short for anything, Ray? No, no, actually not at all. I'm, no. um, named, I'm named after my grandfather, Raymond, and they just changed it to R-A-E for a girl. That's pretty cool. I like so I, that. I know, and they didn't know I was going to be an actor or anything either. It just turned out to be a good stage name. Ray Gray. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Except when you sing it, you're thinking of it like, oh, who's that dude? No, Ray Gray. R-A-E. Oh. All right. I get it. No, no people always think that I'm a dude when I, like, <laughs> if, they, if they've just read my name, they're like, and, and then I show up and meet them, they're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Ray. Oh, I thought I was going to be a guy. Sorry. You got to you gotta roll up with, like, a, you got to roll up with a beanie on, like, a little fake mustache. Like, what's up, dog? Yeah, I'm Ray Gray. I'm Ray Gray. What's up? Yeah, totally. Ray Gray. Hey, Ray. Hey, hey. Yeah. So, um, everyone, find uh, find Ray and all that stuff. Check out, check out. Oh, look down the description. There's gonna be a link for the robbery. Please watch that. It's like ten minutes long, I think. Please do. Very, very short. Very short. Uh, You can find me on. I should have my notes. For some reason, I've done this 123 times, and I still can't do this without notes. I get it. I totally get it. I don't even have a podcast, so. I, <laughs> okay, so yeah, you can find me on on. Hold on, I did I did an episode of Horrible Gamers recently. I did a spotlight episode on me. They kind of oh, interviewed me. Cool. Yay! That's awesome. You guys, check out the Horrible Gamers. Um, that will be out soon. Okay, you uh, <laughs> what am I doing here, Ray? Okay, <laughs> keep it together, man. I got it. Keep I got it together. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Horribly Awkward Podcast. You guys can find me on the Hush Your Face Network. So if you want to go to hushyourface.com and look at all the other podcasts, a lot of cool people over there. A lot of awesome podcasts. Check them all out. Please check them all out. All good friends. I think there's like 10 podcasts, maybe even more on the network with us. So all independent podcasts. We're all independent, having having fun. So check us out. Support us that way. Um, I guess support us by listening, I guess. I don't know. Um, You can check out this podcast podcast is on RadioVegas.rocks every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. So if you're listening right now on, uh, this might be, uh, yeah, someone's listening right now on Radio Vegas. Radio Vegas! Woo! Woo! Yeah! Hey, Radio Vegas. Uh, check check me out there. I'm here every, I'm here or there. And I feel like I'm on the block, like I'm on the radio right now. Hey, I'm here every day at uh, <laughs> 6 a.m. Monday in Eastern. Yeah, just kidding. Um, I got nervous all of a sudden. Did this whole podcast about nerves, and I get nervous at the end, <clears throat> which is very weird. 
You guys can find me on Twitter at awkward underscore podcast. My personal Twitter account is at they call me Iams. It's, it's there. I don't. I'm I sometimes don't use it, but maybe if more people said, "Hey, maybe I'll use it more." And uh, if you guys want to, I'm a gamer. So if you guys want to play video games on all platforms, I am they call me Iams. Iams is just like the dog food. I I A M S. Uh, they call me Iams. Yeah. Sometimes I do stuff on YouTube. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, find me there too. Send me an email, horriblyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. Send me a voicemail, 510-600-3475. I won't answer that. That's just a straight-to-Google voicemail. I'll play the voicemail on the podcast. So send me a voicemail. What's a good reason to leave voicemails, Ray? Um, I think they're great because you have them forever. You can have them forever. And they're sound bites of, of a person. So I can go back and listen to voicemails from someone who left me one like six years ago. And I think that's, it might be a little creepy that I go back to six years ago and listen to people's things, but I like it. It's nostalgic for me. It's kind of cool when you're going through it. Anyway, leave a voicemail. They're great. Yeah, leave, I think a, they're leave great. a voicemail. Yeah, don't, and I won't keep it for six years, I promise. But <laughs> if you say something really weird, then I might leave it for there six years. There you go. Years. You never know. You might say something so so cool that I'm like, I need this on my permanent intro to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you say something cool like, "Hey, Sean, I'm a fan of the podcast. You're the best podcaster ever." That might just be the intro to my podcast. Somebody do that. Somebody do that, please. Five one zero six hundred three four seven five. As Gidget would say, "Peace out, Brussels sprouts." Hey, it's the S to the M and the L to the Issa. Slammer games in the house, so drop your listen. Poor with glee, backward cock flash. Merrily sock, third telecast. Destiny doctor downcast. Callously squandered lamb. Heavenly slaughtered broadcast. It's the horribly awkward podcast. Perfect. Did you hear about that chip thing? I did. I didn't know that it was softer, though. Yeah, the, because I guess women, they were saying this is re- so ridiculous. I just read this before the podcast. That's why I thought about it. Because uh, Doritos like thinks that women are afraid to eat loud chips in public. You know, crunch loud <laughs> chips and get cheese on their hands. And, is it 1920? And then, like, I guess they say that men like to like to like pour the broken pieces of the chips in the bottom into their mouths and women don't oh, like that. I do that. I I do that with every day. I, I like the chips at the bottom whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It's a stupid idea. Oh yeah, that's a horribly awkward show. Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears, bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us, sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face. 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 Hush your